Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Mal Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we scour the internet for relevant questions, thought-provoking morsels, or we get even more thought-provoking morsels from our wonderful listeners such as yourself. And we dissect them here together for you every Monday. I apologize if there sounds like there is a broken like lawnmower in the room. Oliver has decided to... I can hear him. He's so happy. It's just bust in. Well, I apologize if I'm loopy because I'm on a lot of cold meds and I'm very Hell tired. yeah. I remember there was an episode where I was on a lot of cold mm-hmm. meds. Yeah. Do I remember it? No. Nope. Well, here we go. This is Mar- the coldening Mark II. Uh, this time it's my turn to be to be a loopy boy. Or I said the word morsels far more than I should have. So there we go. You're going to have to live in that truth. Just think about the word morsels for the rest of your life. Are you ready for this morsel? I am. This is by a deleted user. I think I ruined the best relationship of my life. I love my boyfriend so much. I'm attracted to him in every way, physical and not physical. Last night he asked me before we started dating if I ever saw a guy I found very attractive. I said yes. He then asked me whose body I found more attractive than his. I hesitated. He told me to be honest and not to lie. So I said, based on pure aesthetics, the other guy. He says he's not bothered by it, but this morning he won't take his clothes off around me and now says I'm not attracted to him at all. I am, though. I keep telling him just because I found someone else's body more attractive doesn't mean I don't find you attractive. He's 33. I'm 21. Did I ruin the relationship? Please help me fix this. Uh, I fear you didn't ruin it. What you've done is turn this person, this grown man, this full grown man into a 12 year old boy. Yeah. Well, I think he turned himself into one, really. (laughs) And this like it's such we talk about this shit all the time where it's like if you don't want the answer to a question, mm-hmm. don't ask the question if it's not an important question. Right. Like if there are some things that like maybe you don't want the answer to of like along the lines of, hey, did you cheat on me? Mm-hmm. You know, those are questions that you do need an answer for, despite the fact that the answer might not be one that you want. Yeah. But. Asking your partner, hey, is there someone you find more attractive than me, serves nothing. What do you get out of that? Yeah, it's awful. Also, like, look, we would all love to be the pinnacle of attraction in personality and height and dick size and muscle tone and everything. Is that realistic? To be number yes. one in every category? Yes. Yes, it is. So go it to the gym been, is what I'm saying. Yes, if you listen to our New Year's resolution, you know that right now we are promoting ourselves. 2023 is the year that we all become the, the hottest. They're just the pinnacle of masculinity, whatever mm-hmm. the hell that means. Yeah, like it's we all want it, but it is so unrealistic. The odds that you would be the best in every way is insane. And the kind of person that asks a question like this, if you were like, oh, yeah, you're the hottest body I've you know been with. They would then be like, who's the best chess player? Who's the best cook? (laughs) Like, it wouldn't end there because people like this, for some reason, they want to delve deep until their misery is unveiled. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to your partner. And for God's sake, don't take it out on them when you're the one who did the stupid thing and asked the question you didn't want the answer to. Because, like, with this question, there's no winning, right? It is. It is the question of, like, do these jeans make me look fat kind of situation where, like, if you say... 
no, actually, I don't find anyone more attractive than you. Who's going to believe that? Because people yeah. like Chris Evans exist. Like, I, I wouldn't believe it for a second. If someone said, mm-hmm. no, I find you the most attractive man in the world. I would be like, have you seen other men, though? Because yeah, that's, again, that's exactly what someone in this situation does. My ex used to be like this. It would be like, oh, like, am I the hottest girl? Like, yeah, really? Because like this person won hottest girl of the year 2020. And like, she's got a perfect body. You don't think that body's perfect? It's like, uh, it's like she's blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, yeah, sure. She, you can see her abs and I can't see yours. Like, wow. So I'm fat. And you're like, what? You made me say it. Like, don't do that. Don't do it to the person you're with. Don't force them into this cave where the only way out is that they kind of admit to a fault of yours. And then you latch onto that and stab it through your heart and fall to the ground. You're like, no, I'm not bothered by what you said, but I'll never be naked around you ever. And I hate you. Yeah, it's childish it's immature it is uh like it's manipulative it, it there's nothing so good bad. about this move and i don't know what you're trying to accomplish so like one no you didn't ruin the relationship your partner asked you a question you answered it honestly after being pressed to do mm-hmm. so yeah and two this is 100 percent on them if they yep. now feel fucking weird about it and feel uncomfortable about it or whatever that's their fucking problem, not yours. And if, honestly, I think this is a, a boon in your favor because you can look at this person and be like, cool, you don't know how to process anything. You mm-hmm. are bad at dealing with whatever. Like, I don't even, like, it's not even trauma. It's not even bad news. It's like you put yourself in a situation that has made you spiral so hard, all of your own design, and now I'm being blamed for it? Like, mm-hmm. that sucks. I'm being so manipulated like, and guilted and, like... It might be yeah. worth, like, sitting your partner down and being like, Hi, I noticed that you've been very weird about our conversation the other day. I do want to remind you that you brought that up, and if it made you feel bad, I'm sorry, that was never my intention. But asking me those questions puts me in the position of, one, lying to you, which I don't mm-hmm. want to do, or two, telling you the truth, which isn't something that needs to be talked about anyway, like is is completely non-related to our relationship, but then upsets you. So what would like what would you have rathered me do here mm-hmm. in Especially this situation? When, like, you weren't given a choice anyway. Uh, like, yeah, uh, this is just all bad. This person is 12 years older than you. They should be more mature than this. One. Two, it's the best relationship of your life. I don't want to call out anybody's age because it can seem, you know, infantilizing and like arrogant, but like you're 21, you have a lot of life to go, hopefully. And you probably haven't had that many relationships beforehand, because if this is the best one, look at this reaction, look at this position you've been put in. It's not great. I can't imagine this doesn't show itself in other ways, right? You will find somebody else. You will hopefully find someone who's a little bit more secure and a little bit less willing to make you a tool of their own insecurity to stab themselves in the heart with. So don't worry about that. And yeah, if you want to have a chat, like Dane says, bring it up. Be like, look, I don't know why you did this. You obviously didn't want the answer. You obviously, I didn't want to have this conversation. If you feel insecure about something, we can talk about that. Obviously, I find you attractive. I'm dating you. I'm turned on by you. But we don't need to do these weird hypotheticals and this weird like accusatory sessions where like you ask me stuff that you know is going to go poorly. Because if I was to talk about like, oh, like, no one's the hottest person in the world, apart from maybe one person. Who is it now? Uh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> okay. No, but for real, it's like, by definition, if there is a hottest person, 
There's just one. That leaves a few billion people who are going to be answering this question with that person's name. Like I said, I think you need to sit them down, have that conversation, and see where, like, I think that's your litmus test of whether or not this relationship is worth trying to salvage. If they get all fucking pissy and aggressive and defensive with you when you're trying to be like, hey, let's let's run diagnostics here because this went poorly. Mm. And if you if it if it continues to spiral and get uncomfortable and, and they continue to get shittier or more passive or whatever, be like, I'm really sorry. I need someone who's willing to communicate on meaningful levels and mm. also who then is willing to communicate when they are uncomfortable or unhappy on a level that I can I can make actionable choices, right? Like, because him just now not taking his clothes off and being all coy and being moody and stomping around the house isn't anything you could do. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? There's nothing other than mm-hmm. go out of your way and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. I just want you to know that, like, you really are the most attractive person. Like, it's also Yeah, do you? Do you take it back and lie or do you just apologize that you did what he forced you to do? Like, there's no way out. And I will say this, like, there's not enough time and energy in the world to be with a partner who's going to force arguments. You know what I mean? Arguments suck when they happen. They shouldn't happen often. They shouldn't happen for no reason. They do. If you're in close quarters with someone, there's always going to be arguments at some point. But hopefully they're brief and hopefully people are chill. But if you're with someone who's just making arguments and making time to make your and their life miserable, you do not need that. There's nothing in the world worth that. So get out of relationships if they're like that and find someone else who can handle their shit. Might I suggest the person you said was more attractive than him? Exactly. Willem Dafoe's out there and he's got enough love for us all. I mean, based on the rumors, that is true. That's true. Uh, This is from Reddit user ThenResearch7574. Girlfriend comparing herself to her sister is ruining our sex life. Any oh. advice? Oh, no. Basically, as the title says, we had a relatively good sex life. Lots of foreplay with many orgasms for both of us. And PIV, was ch- while challenging, she's very tight, was enjoyable because we were taking it slow and not too deep. Ever since her sister came back from uni overseas, she keeps sharing about what an amazing guy she found, how big he was, how she could deep throat him, rough sex, anal, etc. She's very sexually liberated and experienced. Good for her. However, sharing those details have made my girlfriend insecure about our sexual life. I try to explain to her everything goes all right, and I love the way things are right now in our bedroom, but she just doesn't listen. From vomiting after forcing herself to deep throat me, to skipping foreplay and impaling herself on my cock in a way that is even painful to watch, our sex life has turned into a pathetic attempt at competing with her sister. Doesn't help she is the next apartment, and we hear her often. She is claiming she is enjoying it, but I can see her expressions when we try something too extreme. I feel like a tool she's using to hurt herself. How do I change things? This is an incredibly unhealthy mindset. Sex shouldn't be a competition, but she won't even acknowledge that that's what's happening. Talking with her just doesn't work. I was going to make a joke about saying, have you tried asking her if she's okay for 15 years or whatever that last question was, but apparently you've done that and it's not working. I think you need to, this should be a rule with sex always. It's like you have input. If something is happening that you're not enjoying, you should be able to be like, hey, I'm not enjoying that. Let's not do that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And talk about things. So it's like you don't even necessarily have to for, like talk about this competition thing if she's unwilling to admit it. But maybe something that will get through is if she's doing something, be like, hey, I'm not enjoying this. Can we go back to what we were doing? Yeah, I think I, it's a I great idea. That might be a good way to break it out because if she's doing this thing, if she thinks her sister is like giving her guy so much enjoyment that her like she needs to change what she's doing, but you're telling her I don't enjoy this, that might get through to her because she might otherwise 
think, oh, he's just saying this because, like, I didn't get it right or, like, he knows it's about my – like, I don't know what the fuck it could be because this is a very uncomfortable situation. But, like, you also just need to sit her down and be like, hey, our sex life hasn't been good lately. What changed? Yeah. And if she's unwilling to talk about it, you can be like, okay, cool, but I want it to go back to the way it was or I want X, Y, and Z to change back and be specific. And, like, if she then is like, well, that's what guys like, you can be like, what What makes you think that? Also, I am guy and I am telling you. I, but you need to, like, really just have it out with her because you can't – this sounds unhealthy and unpleasant for everyone involved. Ugh. Yeah, I think it's I – th- I think that's a great point. I think having a conversation and being like – hello, I don't enjoy this, is a great way to sort of walk back her like projection of what men like. Um, you also said a very important thing of saying like, hello, I'm guy. This is not what guys like because I am guy and I don't like this. Exactly. Um, and I think that's I think it's a really important lesson to learn where I think a lot of people have these preconceived notions, regardless of what they are, that women like this, men mm-hmm. like this. And while it might be great to have a sort of like general pool of knowledge to be like, mm-hmm. oh, women enjoy, you know, stimulation. stimulation. Yes. <laughs> like, great. Yes. Typically, sure. But there are plenty of women who find clitoral stimulation far too intense mm-hmm. and don't like it. So to then be like, but hold on a second, you're a woman. Therefore, you yeah. should like this. And even like. Within those two binary choices, there are people that really like it when you, like, bear the clit and go ham on it. Other people who like when you play with the hood or need a lot of lube or, like, there's a fucking world of differences even in those two binaries. And if I had to choose, like, I love a good sloppy deep throat blowjob. You know, those are great. But if the woman giving it to me was struggling and having a hard time and didn't look like she was enjoying it. Or vomiting. Or vomiting. Like immediately that no longer becomes what I want. Mm-hmm. I want like I for me, comfort and enthusiasm are the two most important things during a sexual experience. I want to know that, you know, you're taken care of um, regard like whatever that means. For all I know, if you want to be whipped with a belt, while that might not be the physical idea of comfort, I want you to know I want you to be comfortable in the scenario that we are currently in. And two, I want you to be enthusiastic about what we're doing. If you're not enthusiastic about it, I don't want it. Just plain and simple. And yeah. there might be, you know, at that point, degrees of, okay, if you're not enthusiastic about giving blowjobs ever, we might not be compatible partners because I find, yeah. you know, that that is a, a big part of what is enjoyable for me for sex. So that sort of like message, I think, is really important to get to a person like this who has now created preconceived notions of what good sex is based on the insecurities of talking to her sister. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of the time when people do speak like this, like it comes from a place of insecurity itself. Someone who's boasting me like, Oh my God, I can deep throw them. Blah, blah, blah. It's like often the person speaking the loudest is trying to make up for something. So either she feels insecure about the sister and is like, finally I can like stand here or like I've been with people who are like, Oh, by the way, like, sex with me is crazy like you can't handle it like oh and then it's like you get down to it and they're like by the way i'm a virgin i've never had sex and you're like oh wow because you've literally spoken about sex more than anyone i've ever met in my life mm-hmm. so like it's like instagram you don't look at someone's instagram and be like wow that's their life they live in santorini if someone's spouting all this shit and is making you feel so bad like maybe just think for a minute that like what they say and what the reality of their sex life is might be different And even if it isn't, what we've all said before trumps all that because 
what your partner wants is way more important. Yeah, than the imaginary like yeah. construct that you've made because of the you know sexual experiences of someone else. Yeah. And like, maybe this is a time to be like, look, if you want to add to our sex life, great. Let's have a day. Let's, you know, make a list. Let's run some stuff by each other. But it has to be stuff we want. You know what I mean? Like if we want to get a little bit more adventurous or like break the mold a little bit, awesome. But again, we're not going to do it based on the very porny exploits of your sister. We're not going to do stuff we don't want to do. It's going to be about us. I think it's a great idea to sit down and have a conversation and be like, look, recently our sex lives have changed. And I find that it's for the worse. There have been things that you've been doing that I haven't really enjoyed. Not to mention that, or, or you know, not to say that there are things that you're doing that we could, could eventually become enjoyable. Like if you want to start deep throating me more frequently, if that's something that you are passionate about or want to do, we can work on that. We can train it. But what you're doing now just seems like it's hurting you. Mm-hmm. And that immediately makes me not enjoy it. And I don't want to be a part of that. So we need to discuss some boundaries about our sex life because I was really happy and now we're moving into territory that I feel either we're rushing into it without enough communication or there's something going on that is making you inclined to do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't want and, to. Yeah. So it's like, have this honest conversation and don't break up the sister, right? Yeah. Because whether she's, whether she's involved or not, it doesn't fucking matter because you're not dating the sister, right? Mm-hmm. You're dating this woman. And regardless of what the outside influences are, if she isn't willing to work with you to mend this sexual rift right now, then it doesn't matter if it's her boss or her sister or, Mm. you know, a spooky ghost that lives in the attic. That's that one does matter, actually. (laughs) Maybe that one that matters a little bit, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But none of those things, none of those things matter. If she won't meet you or conversely, if she's gonna listen to you and move forward in a healthy manner it again as dane says doesn't matter about the sister and bringing that up like i guess no one really wants to be called on their shit so like that might be a really sore spot for her and the fact that you've noticed it might tend make her shut down or like deflect or you know whatever whereas the issue is what's happening and what's happening needs to either be fixed or if it's not then you need to move on and again those two outcomes don't necessarily depend on whether it was caused by the sister or not What matters is how she's going to act moving forward, i.e. in fixing it or ignoring you and continuing to make your life kind of shitty in the sex center. Yeah, the old sex sex center. Yeah, so it's going to be a tough conversation, but I think you need to go in with a bit of empathy, a bit of understanding that there are outside forces at work here. But ultimately, what you need to do is convince her that you guys are a team and that sex is a collaborative effort. And that both of you need to enjoy what's happening in order for it to be a successful sexual relationship. And if she's not willing to make those changes, then you need to kind of put your foot down and be like, great. Then until we can figure out why you're doing this, I I don't want to have sex with you. Yeah. And I, that's you are 100% within your right to say that. I, mm-hmm. I, we need to stress it. You are allowed to say, hey, I, I want to take a step back. Until we can sort this problem out. Because I'm not going to sit here and watch you make yourself sick. I'm not going to sit here and hurt watch you hurt yourself. Especially yeah. when I'm the tool in which you're using. I, mm-hmm. I won't be a part of that. 100%. So good so, luck. Yeah. Hope it goes well. I hope you figure it out. All right. This is Lumpy Town 4103. <laughs> I love that, that show. 
That's so good. Piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. If you make it lumpy. Uh, this is my girlfriend loves to aggro. I assume they mean argue, but they spell it that way the entire way through. So we can have rough sex. Question is, is this normal? I'm 23. She 22. Told her multiple times, stop starting fights with me. That's not how you going to get me to engage in rough sex. She knows if it was rough sex she wants, you'll be the liquor. I don't know what that means. Arguing with me doesn't make me want to fuck. So today she picked me up. She said we was going to eat and start talking about the bitches in my phone, which I don't have none. I don't even text my mom back. I don't even like texting. And she knows this. And I'm telling her, please stop. And she goes on and on till she gets her own self mad and starts crying out of frustration. Parked at a rest stop on the highway, told me to go fuck myself and left me there. Blocked my number and after panicking, calling people I haven't talked to in months for a ride, I finally make it to my house, which was an hour and 45 minutes away. And then this girl has the audacity to call me at 8.15 saying, hey, so want to have makeup sex? Is this actually a thing? Is this something normal? She obviously cut off after this, but I just need to know. Are other people living this way? Because what the fuck? Are other people living this way? Probably. Should they be? (laughs) Absolutely not. I think this harkens back to the question we had earlier, and it's like, the necessary arguments suck enough that if you're with someone who wants to make arguments for no fucking reason, nothing is worth that. Especially if they somehow think that's the only way they can have good sex. Because, like, you can go rough without being angry or abused. (laughs) Funny. There's nothing to say that also, like, if you do want to do a little role play of being in an argument and then take control and throw around a little bit, that's fine. That can be fun. But to stimulate a real argument and then put this dude in, like, God only knows what could have happened to him at this fucking rest stop. You know, like, yeah. it's, if if this was, again, if this was a, a switched situation where a dude oh. did this to his girlfriend. We'd be so, we'd be coming down a lot harder on this person. It's fucked. It's absolutely yeah. fucked. And um, like, best case, you're straining his relationship with friends and family who have to go pick him up. While ruining his day, putting him in danger and turmoil and everything. It's like, it's just so fucked and that's best case. So no, so, this is this is a bad move. This is terrible. I'm glad you have the, the foresight to be like, yeah, no, she's done. I'm not, I'm not going to keep seeing her. You shouldn't yeah. because anyone who's willing to like put your safety and need and time and like all of this like emotional a state peace of mind. Yeah. Happiness. Anyone who's willing to sacrifice that for an end goal for themselves is a bad partner and a bad person. Yeah. And you know what? We would have told you to dump her and I'm so glad you have, but no people shouldn't be living this way and the adjusted ones aren't. So don't get in situations like this. And if you do, do what happened here and bail because it is not worth it. Uh, this is Jesh for my girlfriend. Oh, no. Sorry. This is Shreddy McFreddy. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> she showed up with another guy. Went to get drinks with this girl last night. We had already been on a couple dates, including expensive sushi and a couple makeout sessions. Last night, after driving an hour with an ear infection, she texts me last second and says her friend is coming. I walk in and she's sitting there with another guy. A guy who was very obviously romantically interested. I sat nearby for a couple minutes. I was pretty upset, but tried my best not to be a dick. I eventually walked to the other end of the bar and talked with some other folks that I know. She eventually confronted me after spending the entire night playing pool and gambling with this dude. I basically told her to fuck off. Not in those words. Was it wrong for me to get upset? I feel like that is a pretty shitty thing to do to someone. Uh, yeah. It doesn't seem like the best way to do things because, like... The difference between him being very obviously romantically interested and her being very obviously romantically interested are very different. 
especially when it comes to insecurity and you misreading situations, because Mm -hmm. maybe he is, and that's fine, but that's still not on her that he's into her if they are friends, right? And also, maybe you misjudged it, and then you threw a shit fit just because her friend was there, and it doesn't seem like you even went out of your way to find out why the friend was there. Like, you know, it could be they bumped into each other there, and it was rude for her to be like, get out of here, and maybe she wanted you guys to meet if she liked you, or fuck knows, it could be something. On my... (laughs) my second date with my current partner, she showed up with a guy and it was very funny because she had not ran this by me. Uh, She was picking me up from a subway station. We were going to do flying trapeze. And while I'm waiting there, there's a guy standing at the like pickup area with me. And like, I remember looking at him because he's this tall guy with a big Irish head on him. And I was like, he's definitely Irish. And then the person I'd been seeing uh, pops up with the car and like we both walk over to it and she's like oh hey and like we both just hop in the car and i was like what's happening here did i have a shift fit and leave no we got to the thing and it turned out a friend we were meeting it was her ex from ireland who was visiting and they decided to invite him because he was in town great the guy's a legend we're now friends we had a great date we've been dating for years you could have you, you and the irish guy we have been yeah don't tell my partner <laughs> I knew it. And like, yeah, was I like, damn, is this like, I was like, did she get mixed up? Did she invite the wrong Irish guy? Is, am yeah, I the wrong is, Irish guy? Is it Irish he, blindness? Yeah, I was like, is it some weird like, oh, you're both arrived, wink, like pushing for a threesome gambit? Like, what was it? I don't know. I was like, this will be fun to find out. You know, I was pretty bemused by the whole thing. So like, I feel like having a little temper tantrum is never the way to do it, especially when you don't have the answers. So it's like if she comes up, she's like, hey, like, you're over here. Like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, well, I got upset because you brought this guy over here. Like, that's not exactly the most mature response, right? Mm -hmm. But even then, it's much better than saying, go fuck yourself. Well, he did say not in those words. So yeah, but one go fuck yourself is still a go fuck yourself, right? So it's like, I don't know. I think you were a baby. I think it's worth getting to the bottom of at least why they're there and like erring on the side of compassion. Would I bring someone to a date? No. I think that is also something we need to talk about because yes. in your situation, you got there and this dude went to go hang out with the friend, right? Eventually. Um, yes. <laughs> well, we were all together. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Right. So there was like, there was even distribution of attention and it's like you and your partner were on a date. Those two were either hanging out or on a date, whatever. I think there is something, there is an additional something to, if this was a date, which I assume it was, cause you've gone on other dates mm-hmm. and just before you arrived, they're like, Oh, by the way, brought a random person. Mm-hmm. I think that's a weird move. I do. Do I think this guy handled it correctly? No, absolutely and not. That's exactly where I'm at is like, I want to make it clear that I wouldn't do it because I think that would be very fucking weird. And I think it'd be very uncomfortable on the person I'm dating. Do I have more sympathy for people? Like, am I not judging people by how I'm judging myself? Yeah. Like I, if somebody did it, I would assume there was a reason for it. And I would at least up until the point where I realized why it happened, I would go forward with that knowledge and be kind about it. I don't think that's the wrong way to be. I think if eventually she's like, oh yeah, it's a guy I've been seeing too. Lol. I just wanted to see like, you both in the same room to who I liked. I'd be like, cool. I'm not interested. The the thing that really annoys me here is that we don't get how they, what they were doing other than like playing pool and gambling. Mm-hmm. But like, that's already after you've wandered off. Exactly. Like it would be different if like, Oh, they went and play pool because like pool isn't a three player game. Really? Right. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's 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 a an evens number game kind of thing. So like either someone's getting paired up or playing alone. So like I, like I want to know what that was like. Did you get there and then spend like literally five minutes? And That's what it just like, like yeah. So I like there's as Nell said like both of you have done weird shit here. Mm-hmm. Um, if this was me, I think I would entertain it for a point to a point where mm-hmm. I, until I felt like. If I got the vibe that there was information I didn't have and not in the sense of like, you know, you getting into a car with another dude, like there's a lot that you don't have there. But if I got the vibe that like, oh, there might actually be something going on here with these two and I don't know why or what, I think I would get to the point of just being, well, this was fun. I'm going to bounce. I don't think I would stay. That's the thing. It's like, like for me, I would put my best foot forward and like if it is their friend and if there is a reasonable reason for them to be there and you get on well with them, it's going to go so well for you. Like, that's all yeah. points in your favor. And, like, I love fucking wooing the friends. I'm great at it. It's wonderful. Also, I think there's far more reasons why it might be possible for them to have brought a friend, honestly, you know what I mean? Not in a shitty way. Then there are for you to just, like, fuck off with very little information. Like, there's a lot more gray area for them than you just being like, I saw another guy and I left. I would I would stay unless it was massively uncomfortable or if you were just completely ignored the whole night or whatever. But even then, I wouldn't freak out. I'd just be like, hey, I think I'm going to head off. And like I would go and then we could talk maybe on the night when presumably there were drinks involved. So when we're sober, when he's not there, when we're not in public, because it's just awkward. No one wants to have like a hushed whisper fight with their friends yeah. sitting over there, you know? Yeah, I would I would definitely follow up with yeah. like the next night and be like, hey, so uh, kind of weird that you just sprung a friend on me like mm-hmm. next time if you ever want to do something like that like let me know and i can invite a friend too that way it's just like i'm not sitting because like it's very rare that when you meet a new person and there is also like like if you're just started dating they've only gone a few dates and then there's a person that they already know chances are you're going to be on the outside of a lot of conversations yeah right like there's going to be a lot of like conversations of that they're going to talk about people you don't know so it's like it really is like puts you in a passive position which i don't like being on a date like i don't like just sitting there and being like neat and then every now and then maybe throwing a one-liner in Mm -hmm. so i i think it's worth if you wanted to do this correctly do what niall just said and then follow up the next day be like hey super uncomfortable I was a little confused as to what was going on. Are we dating? Like when I ask you out, I would like to ask you out on a date. Um, mm-hmm. And I would prefer, you know, until we get to know each other a little better to like, maybe just leave those dates between us. Um, and if you are thinking about bringing someone, please give me a heads up more than like five minutes before I get there, because it is, it's a little uncomfortable. And like, I might need time to like sort of socially and mentally prepare to be mm-hmm. entertaining two people, especially someone that like, I don't know. Yeah, and you can even, like, phrase it really positively. You can just be like, it was nice seeing you, but, like, it's a pity. Like, I want us to spend more time together. And I felt like with your friend there, like, I didn't really get that chance. Like, That's the thing. You don't want to flirt with, your like, someone while their friend is right. Like, uh, it's such a weird move. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's the way forward. I really don't think storming off like this. Again, unless there's, you know, if they start fucking making out in front of you. Yeah. Great, get out of there. At that point, they're the bad person. You know what I mean? They're the one who's put you in an awkward position but they have their friend there 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 could be any reason for that so i think give people the benefit of the doubt at least for a bit but storming off isn't the answer no i was by kicked out 
Throwamawa. My girlfriend says it's a compliment when her boss jerks off to her. My girlfriend and I are both university students, and we have a very good and happy relationship. This is my girlfriend's last year of school, and when she's done, she's going to work for someone in real estate. Let's call him G. G is very, very rich, and always invites my girlfriend to go to a very exclusive cigar lounge with This was happening over the past summer. He buys her whatever he wants there, gives her money for pretty much no reason, and she gets lots and lots of male attention. A man once offered her $50,000 for one video of a blowjob, which she turned down. She has made many different sexual passes at my girlfriend, despite G having a wife and kids. She has turned him down every time. When she did turn him down the most recent time, G said, It's okay. Every time I see you, I just go home and jerk off. My girlfriend then told me this was a compliment, since he's not calling her ugly. I've told her I'm not comfortable with her seeing him because of the passes he's made at her. The other people at the lounge have made their passes, but she still continues to see him because he is offering her job security for this upcoming summer in real estate. The job is also paying a ton of money, so in this sense, she has an obligation to see him. But I, as the boyfriend, hate this man. Every time G is brought up, I get visibly annoyed. She has told me this is something I'll have to get used to because she's going to be working for him once school is done. I still don't know what to do about this. My girlfriend acknowledged I have my reasons not to like him, but I still get annoyed every time he's brought up. I mean, yeah, like technically, is it a compliment that someone likes jerking off to you? Yes. Is it a compliment to say it out loud to someone? No, it's sexual like, harassment. It's a compliment in the same way that catcalling someone is a compliment. If you're like, hey, nice tits, it's like, yes, is having nice tits a great? Sure, yeah, but not when some creep is yelling it at you. And also not when someone who has a wife and kids and is your boss is saying this to you in a way that you can't really Still act a on it without. compliment, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, it's it's uh, horrible. Like this is such a gross situation, and I do like that she, you know, actively is like, "Look, I get it, but I am going to go work for this guy." But like, it's so the fact that, and it makes me mad that there are people like this who exist, where it's like, and I look, I also understand that the workplace for women is a much different beast than mm -hmm. I am aware of, but you're entering into a job. Despite the fact that you're probably going to make a shit ton of money, do you really think that this man is going to stop sexually harassing you? He's going to see you now on a daily basis. He's going to have complete control over your career, and you are now financially obligated to yeah. like tolerate this. Do you think yeah. that this is going to get better? And I'm not talking about to the dude. I mean to the to the woman in this situation. Well, like that's the thing. She's you already are entering a hellhole of a situation. She's already obligated to go to this lounge and to do all this other shit, and that's with the promise of a job in the future. He's not her boss yet. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's going to be your boss. And it's like, look, I get it. Get that money. It's a tough world out there. We're millennials. We're never going to own homes. It, it, it all sucks. Is money worth this? And as Dane said, it's only going to get worse. You know? So it's like your boyfriend has the right idea here. Because how long until it's like, well, you know, I... I was going to give you $50,000 for a blowjob video. Now you're going to do it if you want to keep your job. And I know I don't think that was G. I think that was just another random guy. But, but even then, it's like if that's G's fucking buds, like that's a pretty clear indication of what kind of people you're hanging out with. Yeah. Or are you going to then like go to the cigar lounge and be like, oh, actually, no, if you want your job, you're going to go. You're going to go hang out with Steve over there. Like, is that like I? I it's just such a gross situation that isn't yeah. going to get better. And it's. And the more you 
are actually relying. Because as, as we said, like you're not necessarily tied to this man at all. Nothing other than the money he's giving you and the lavish experiences you get when you go hang out with him. You could like walk away and the only thing you would lose would be, you know, those experiences. Mm-hmm. If you're working for him, if you're like, hey, I don't like this. Please stop. He can be like, cool. Hey, you remember that degree all that time you spent working in school? I'm going to blacklist you. I have a lot of mm-hmm. money. So now you're fucked. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's so easy for people in this kind of position of power and privilege mm-hmm. to fuck your shit up. Yeah, and unfortunately we've seen this happen time and time again. And I'm talking all of them. I'm talking the uncomfortable like, you know, sexual harassment at work and the like threats and demands and extortion and like all this shit. Like it's fucked. And this guy is giving you every red flag. So I understand where the guy is coming from. And I think the the girl in this situation should be really like hesitant to continue because like I would be creeped out if I were in this position as a guy and someone was showering me with this shit. And I would be in less danger, unfortunately, because the world is fucked. And it's it's tough to sit here and say, like, I, I know we talk about trusting your partner. If you don't trust your partner, then you shouldn't be with them and stuff like that. But I think there's also an additional layer of uh, fear of coercion. Right. Like I might 100 percent trust my partner, but if I knew they were going into work into this environment every day, I like I don't know. I I really don't know how I would feel about that. And and knowing that, like at any point in time, if the risk was high enough and if if my partner was desperate enough that like perhaps they would make a really bad call for the sake of like, you know, making sure that we could pay rent this month or whatever. It's not even a trust issue. It's like, I don't think any responsible partner wants their partner to be in in danger. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't trust you. It's you're you're walking through that dodgy alley, but I don't think you should. Mm -hmm. Or you're like, obviously, that's a very basic, generic, sketchy situation. But it's like you're going somewhere dangerous, and I'm obviously worried for you. Yeah, sure. You might have walked through that alley every night for the entire time that you've lived here. But it only takes one time for the wrong dude to be in there. And it's the same thing with like this job where it's like, yeah, you could go to this job and have to deal with a little, you know, off color commentary every now and then from your boss, which you might be able to stomach and just put your head down because you're making fucking bank. But how long until it's the Christmas party and he's drunk and he's got, mm-hmm. you know, you stay a little longer and all of a sudden it's just him and his fucking cigar buddies who are now telling you to take your shirt off or to go in the back room or, you know, and and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I just gave you a big bonus. And if you want that, whatever account, if you want that Mm -hmm. house, if you want that, whatever, you might want to think about it. Also, a scumbag like this, giving you money for pretty much no reason and showering you with gifts and stuff. They're not doing it out of friendship. The same guy who says, like, you know, Come sleep with me, even though I have a wife and kids. But don't worry, every time I see you, I go and jerk off. He's not giving you that money because he likes you. He's giving you that money because he's hoping in return you will do something for him. And like people like that eventually get bitter and angry that the money they've given you hasn't gone towards what they want. Either way, I think we can we can talk about how this is a bad situation till the cows come home. I don't know. I don't really want to get into it too much because it's pretty grim and disgusting. I just think as this person's partner, I understand the concern. As this person, I would very much be hesitant because as you're coming out of university, maybe there are other places you could go and work that would cause have so much less inherent risks. You could also think long game 
And if you want to get in the mud with these dirty boys, maybe next time you're at the cigar place, you get a little video. You get a little audio. And if they ever try to blackmail you or try to coerce you, you got a little something something in your back pocket. Honestly, I would say get some audio too sweet just to have some recourse. I don't know. Either way, I hate this whole situation. It's grimy. Please be safe. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. This is Upper Programmer 6224. A woman called me a creep. I'm an introverted guy. I'm just naturally quiet. I was talking to a girl and she said I'm a creep because I'm quiet. But I was just telling her that I'm naturally like that. And she didn't care. And she told me she's not interested in me anymore. I was doing my best to make conversation, but she wasn't even trying. Why is it so hard to be an introverted guy? Is it? I doubt she's... Uh, okay, maybe this person does suck. And she was like, you're kind of quiet. You creep. But like, it does seem to be more like, you know, if you don't know this person, you go up and you're bothering them and you're just trying to explain that you're usually introverted and they don't want to talk to you. And they call you a creep. You should just go. Like, you don't stay and defend yourself. Someone's like, hey, don't talk to me. You're a creep. And you don't know them. You leave or you are, in fact, a creep. As you're just standing there quietly mumbling. Hey, I just I just want to I'm say hello to you. naturally like this. I just want to get really close to you and just whisper in your ear. I'm not being weird. It's just this is how I talk. So please stay and talk with me. The hard part of being introverted is being extroverted, right? So going and talking to people and making conversation. It's not like, oh, you're introverted. It's your creepy. Again, as far as I know. <laughs> not necessarily a volume thing either. You know, like mm. an ex- just because you're extroverted, I don't go around yelling. I don't oh, go you around do, actually. Sorry, I'm... this was an intervention. All our <laughs> all our fans were like, hey, can Dane actually speak for once and not just roar into the mic? Do you know how much editing I have to do, Dane, to get you I in know. acceptable parameters? Did you say what? sexual parameters? Ac- acceptable, but also. Oh. Now, believe me, you're already in those sexual parameters, you dumb. Hey, let's go. Uh, yeah, it's like I know introverts who are perfectly capable of speaking at a normal volume. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm such an introvert. I'm so shy that I can barely muster a voice. And I'm sure there are yeah. introverts who are quiet. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But I think it's it's quiet in the way of not speaking, not quiet in the way of when they do speak. They're kind of like this. So I'm very confused as to what's happening in this question. And again, it could be you were just talking to somebody shit, but I do get in silly vibes where like oh women hate extroverted men or introverted men and like we also need to address the fact that you've told us the volume in which we were speaking but not what you were speaking or where you were speaking to them yeah there's a lot of details here that could flavor and give us context as to why they were saying you were a creep Mm -hmm. if you were in the women's change room yep what if you're in an alley and like you startled them because you are so quiet. Like you snuck up behind them. You're like, hey, they're like, ah, you're so quiet. You creep. Like maybe it wasn't your introversion. It was, you know, your stealthiness. Yeah. You following them around the grocery store, just quietly mumbling behind them as they try to read the ingredients on the fucking mac and cheese box. Like there's a number of reasons and situations and context in which it doesn't really matter the volume or what you're saying. But it's just like now isn't the time to be doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that inherently makes you creepy. And like, hey, let's be fair. There is a level at which you are too quiet and there is a level at which you are too loud. If you go up to a girl and start shouting at her, it's not going to be great. If someone can't fucking hear you, also not great. So I think there's an acceptable level for both. And if that's your issue, then I think you can work on that pretty easily. But like 
the quietness people talk with in regards to introverts is like not talking. So yeah. if you're talking to a girl, you have surpassed that limit. Now you just need to make sure you're talking to them in the right scenario and in the right way. So what we're trying to say is, is being a insert category man here doesn't necessarily make anything inherently harder or that there is like this weird, you know, conspiracy against mm-hmm. you. You might have obstacles and hurdles the same way that anyone of any sort of, you know, personality trait or whatever might have. Like, I know people who are a little too boisterous and a little like can be a bit much. And I know that they have to I'm right here. <laughs> they have to struggle with, you know, reining it in so that they don't overwhelm people. It's we've all got things that we have to to tweak and tailor to act responsibly in a, in a social setting. And some people are super well adjusted. It, like there's there's any number of things. So like trying to pinpoint the failings, especially romantic failings on a certain aspect of your personality and then huffing down and being like, it's just it's just so hard being a artistic guy. It's just so hard being a, you know, introverted guy. It's just so hard to be. It's like, it's so even like on Reddit. I see it all the time. It's like short guys just can't get ahead. And it's like, look, yeah, we've all seen the fucking dating profiles. We're like six foot or over, you know, I get it. That's demoralizing. But also the amount of short people I know with beautiful girlfriends and healthy relationships or who just get laid all the time. It's like, you can't then be like, no, but they're, you know, hmm. They're the exceptions. It's like it's an easy crutch to kind of turn back on and also yeah. an easy way to ignore the actual problem. I don't want to downplay people's problems, but almost every single time we hear a question like this, the real problem is something else. Yeah. I had a guy at my bar the other day complaining that like he's like, you get it, man. You're a short guy, too. So like, you know, you know how hard it is out there. And I'm like, but it ain't, though. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think I've ever I'm sure there have been people who have passed on me because of my height. I've never really ever felt <laughs> repercussions of being on the smaller side of things. And again, it's like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm running around at like five, two or whatever. But, you know, I'm five, no, eight no on a shade good day. to the five, two people. No shade to the five, two. You know, I'm five, eight. And uh, it's never been an issue for me. I so can attest <laughs> there's it's it's all energy, right? It's all vibe. If you walk around feeling small and therefore your confidence has suffered because of it, then that's, that's what's going to project out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like when someone who walks into the room who might not be traditionally attractive by societal standards, but like everyone fucking breaks their necks to look at them. Cause they just like, just own in it. Like that's the kind of vibe you got to have. You got to find like what makes you sexy, whatever it fucking is. Even if it is just being like, Waking up and looking in the mirror and being like, you sexy bitch. At no point are we saying that there isn't going to be problems related to things or that you won't meet shitty people who'll be like, you're too short or you're too fucking noisy or you're too quiet or whatever. But like part of being confident is realizing that you don't want someone that shitty's attention anyway. And just because somebody says a bad thing doesn't mean you have to take it to heart. It's like, why would you? I forget the quote, but it's basically like, why would you take advice or like, why would you let somebody insult you that you wouldn't take advice from? It's like, if you wouldn't ask them for the way to do something, why would you take their opinion on a down, like a failing of yours? I am worried that was a Kanye West quote. Well, that's fine. If it is, I doubt it is. But if it is, he's a piece of shit. Let's get that (laughs) out in the open right now. Like, I'm sure many fucking people have quoted trying to be deep. I'm sure there is a a version of that that is 
out there that is safe to use. Yeah. Either way, I just feel like part of being confident is getting into those situations and realizing that the person who's disregarding you for this small facet of your being sucks. So what they say doesn't matter. And the fact that they didn't want to be with you is a good thing because they fucking suck. <laughs> like, so don't let the bad things drag you down because they're from shitty people and work on the good stuff, but don't blame, like don't kind of hide behind this. Well, I'm introverted. So it's hard for me yeah. because then that's, that's just like an excuse for you not to build on the shit that matters. Yeah. Or, or to better yourself or to challenge yourself. It, mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously we're missing a lot of stuff from this question, but it does really smack of somebody who's trying to blame a third party rather than building themselves. So careful. That's not what you're doing. Uh, that's going to do it friends. But before we finish this fine episode, we are going to hop onto online dating profiles, uh, comb them for red flags, see what works, see what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. This is Sinead. I'm tall. So you should be too monkey. Like see no evil uh, emoji. Three citizenships, Canadian, Irish, and English tattoo free, but freckled. Never married and no kids. Drive stick. Happiest in the ocean. Also, there's basically any emoji related to any of these after everything I'm saying. I'm just not going to read them all out. Until we get to interests and looks like yoga emoji, surfing emoji, running emoji, writing emoji, reading emoji, cooking emoji, and playing emoji. Neuropsych and business grad. Turned designer. INFJ. Light eyes, good arms, and trust equals heart emoji. Vegetarian, pescatarian, beards down thumbs up and then four injection emojis did you just call a thumbs down a down thumbs up i don't even know man <laughs> i was watching I'm a video earlier with my partner and there was a squirrel on a deck taking cotton from inside a pillow to make it like nest i guess and i was like man why is this cat so cute and she was like what and i was like this cat is adorable she's like that's a squirrel i was like yeah she's like you keep saying cat i was like oops so I'm surprised we've gotten this far without me saying something book wild, honestly, because my brain is it's floating. It's like on a string, you know, when you're holding a balloon, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm holding a string and my brain's just up on the roof. Just in there. OK, I don't remember much of this profile, but I remember not liking it. They don't like beards. Bad, bad take. Incorrect <laughs> take. The, the tall thing. We've yeah. talked about it. It's not great, but like whatever. I understand that there is the insecurity of also tall women dating short dudes, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to give this a four because it's not super offensive, but it's not great. You know, I'm going to give it a five just because I expected them to also be anti-vax and I was surprised that they weren't. So five. Okay. It's, it's okay. Again, if you take out the tall thing and I guess we shouldn't take the beard thing personally, but it does seem like a bad take. So five. No, I'll give it a six. It's okay. There's so many emojis. I'm giving it a five. Hit me. <laughs> Should we like really lose our young hip crowd and start calling them emoticons? I don't think they are emoticons. They are specifically emojis. It would be incorrect terminology. Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, this is from Denver, Colorado. I'm looking for any and all women who still have milk in their breasts or a lot of it. and wouldn't mind feeding a milk hungry, otherwise normal white male, 27 years old. I will do anything to your wonderful body in return. I'll French you for as long as you'd like. Also, while I'm at it, I'm a foot worshiper. And if you've ever had your toes and feet sucked, it's terrific. If you have milk and beautiful feet, call anytime at this. And then there is a picture attached. And it looks like he is. It's a bad picture. It's a real bad picture. It's a man who looks like maybe he's just stubbed his toe. Mm. And or he's, maybe he's got, just very excited about milk. Yeah, maybe. Uh, this is from 1981. 
Damn. Uh, is it bad that I want to change all my bios to milk hungry but otherwise normal? Milk hungry but otherwise normal. That is a very good ter- term for you. I do love milk. Are you saying that us humans aren't animals? Whoa. Uh, this is weird. <laughs> but hey, he knows what he wants and he will French you for hours. I love that. I love being like, hey, I'll do whatever you want to your body. But then I will also French kiss you for a yeah. very long time, which I think the, the makeout scene nowadays, I think is sorely lacking. I don't think a lot of people put enough stock in having a good makeout sesh. So I'm down for this guy. Like it's not my cup of tea and it's very kink centric or fetish centric, but he's very honest. He seems very polite about it. He doesn't seem to like get too gross in terms or, or demanding. So I'm going to give this like an eight. Yeah, it's very specific, but then what it's looking for, sure. It, I do love some of the turns of phrase, like who have still have some milk left in their breasts. <laughs> like what a weird way to say it, dude. Or a lot. He's also okay with. Uh, yeah, I guess like a seven because for what it's looking for, sure. Even if it's a weird one. Uh, this is blank, but they have six bullet points and they're numbered okay and they're 20 one a little pregnant two can i sleep on your couch three i have an iphone 5 right now five i boil vegetables and chicken six i cut my own nails and yes there is no four uh, wow okay there's i know i don't like any of this really one I wish, I, yeah. do we not all cut our own nails i'm evidently not is is that a good is that pro is that a good thing is that a good thing because I cut I, my own nails, too. I feel like most people cut their own nails. Put it on your, put it on your profile right now. Not milk hungry, but otherwise normal. I cut my own nails. I, the rest of it is all just sort of like bewildering statements that I don't know what I'm supposed to do with. Not all of it. Also, why'd they skip four? A little pregnant. Skip? That's okay. Can That's I sleep fine. on your couch? No. No. I, you have an iPhone 5. I, I don't give a fuck what phone you have. And if I was... I think I'd be a shitty person. I boil vegetables and chicken. Cool. I don't want to hang out with you. You make bad food. You cut your own nails, which I guess is a big deal to you. And no, none of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this a two. I'm giving this a zero. Yeah, I don't know you. You can't sleep on my couch. You seem to yeah, judge you know me what? by my phones. You make bad chicken. And then the, <laughs> no. I always try to like reserve my zeros for like really offensive, really shit things. But this is, no, I'm going to put it a one. I'm not going to give it a zero. It's getting a one. It's okay. I'll, I'll give it. No, I'm giving it a zero just because there's nothing. There's not one thing in this. I like also, apparently if you can type in a key bind and get to it, it's still an emoticon. Interesting. Okay. So emojis Fair. are just ones that have no like key binds. So like, yeah, and this is what year is this? This is 1987 or 1972. Sorry. From New York. I definitely want you to tell me where when it is after in future. Okay, fair. Uh, male, 27. Winner, perfect male form contest. Damn. Seeks pleasure-minded women who want to be loved Wait, the new Willem way. Wait, is Willem Dafoe? Maybe. Seeks pleasure-minded women who wants to be loved the new way. Gentle, Ooh. soft, warm, endlessly, all over, and with tenderness. Damn. Is that it? That's it. I want to know what the new way is. I guess endlessly, he just, which he just told you. Well, I know, but it just doesn't seem very new. Were they just like jackhammering before 79? 72. Yeah. Every, all sex prior to 1971 was just, what is it? Uh, rough, hard, cold, brief, very, very localized and with no tenderness. Honestly. Yeah, now that I, I said that out loud, I don't feel like that's a wrong statement. No. 
Um, I appreciate his apparent interest in the female orgasm. Hell yeah. Endlessly does. I'm sh- I'm assuming he's hyperbolic, so I'll, I'll give him a pass. Yeah, I like it. Hell yeah. Why not? You do you, bud. Yeah. Yeah, this is, again, not a bad profile for... I give it a nine, because even in this modern time, we still haven't bridged the orgasm gap, and this man is one of the pioneers. Now, here's the thing. I think if we read this on Tinder, we would hate it. Yes, yes. I am am giving it leeway because it's the 70s, and I assume it to be so much worse. Uh, If this was a real profile, and it was like, I'm going to love you endlessly and blah blah especially if they said the new way now i'd be like what are you talking about dude i am going to now from now on i will not refer to sex as rough sex or passionate sex it'll just be the new way and the old baby it'll sound like i'm fucking john snow swearing an oath damn and then you'll bend the knee wink i will bend the knee gobble it up i'll take us out with virla pierce titties take taste like house keys and there's no place like home baby it's upsetting. I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, I love it. In terms it. of like, in like house key taste, but I've never, I don't really think Pierce titties taste like that. Really? You've never got that like metal tang off them? I guess, but like, yeah, okay, yeah, no. It's upsetting that I understand the key reference more than I do the Pierce titties, but. Well, I was going to say, I know what they mean. Like, I can taste it in my mouth, but I can't ever tell you a time I've put house keys in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird is it, it's like what's the reverse of the Mandela effect? I don't know, but it's kind of like I know people who have had cravings while pregnant for stuff they've never eaten. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Hmm. I know someone who had and apparently it's a regular thing, they had a craving for coal. <laughs> and they would put coal in their mouth and suck on it. Now, okay, I don't know if that's safe, especially not for a little baby in there. Well, it's just carbon, I guess. Yeah, I look it up. Why do you crave coal when you're pregnant? What the fuck? Uh, do you got some bad sex writing for us? Uh, I guess we have to do a whole thing. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you mean the world to us. We love that you come in every week. It means so much, and we couldn't do this without you, quite literally. We would be just talking to ourselves in a closet. Yeah, uh, we might have exciting news coming in the future, which hopefully is just going to be a permanent state for us. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you want to head over to the Patreon, Patreon slash F buddies, I believe. Yep. Yes. Patreon.com forward slash F buddies. Thank you so much to everyone who has been signing up recently or increasing their pledges. You do get an extra episode a month if you hit our middle thing. And we would like to think it's pretty fun. And we love you all. Yeah. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song Paper Star. Now I'm ready for some bad sex, right? All right. This is some Stephen King. It. Then she would be somewhere, at the supermarket maybe, and she would hear sudden tittering laughter from the next aisle, and her back would prickle. Her nipples would go hard and hurtful. Her hands would tighten on the bar of the shopping cart or just on each other, and she would think, someone just told someone else I'm Jewish. Anytime anyone guesses my like ethnicity or religious affiliation, mm-hmm. I get rock hard erect to the point of pain. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like Stephen King really nailed discrimination in this one. Imagine if every time someone was racist or even just a little judgy, we were just like, oh, no. Oh, what did you just call me? Oh, no. Would the world be a better place? Probably. Well, think about it, because like being racist, you wouldn't want them to feel pleasure. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Although it'd make high school terrible. (laughs) (laughs) More terrible. Yeah, this almost as terrible as this excerpt yeah my name is dave miller and i'm now spain we've been your fuck buddies <laughs>